It's Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. Very special episode. I think I told you on the last one that I would be in Florida when we would be recording this, doing a fundraiser for the Joy FM, and we try to grab somebody from the Joy FM Florida staff. And I had somebody all lined up, and at the last minute, they couldn't do it. So I happened to pass by Carmen Brown in the hall. I said, Carmen, you got 15 minutes? Come here. And so Carmen Brown is our guest on this episode of the podcast, and we're going to talk with her in just a minute. Carmen Brown! Jerry Williams! This is amazing. This, this is, is crazy. So, so spontaneous. 1,000%. Which I think is probably good since you're the guest because uh, you're just a spontaneous person. I am. I shoot from the hip all the time. Gets me in a lot of trouble sometimes, but... This worked pretty well for me, too. You are the uh, program director at the yes. Joy FM, yes. and you have been there for a lot. The very first time I met you, and I don't know if you remember this or not. Okay, tell me. I think I had just recently started working for the Joy FM in Georgia, although at that time we weren't called the Joy FM. And we were in Nashville at um, a GMA thing for the Dove Award. Okay. And you had just come on in Florida as the promotions director. Okay. And they introduced me to you, and I thought, this girl, mm. she's going to do some good things. Mm. Just the energy that came from you, the sincerity. And since then, I mean, you've you've just been on fire here. You're sweet. You went from just being promotions, and then you got on the air, mm-hmm. and then you became the program director. Mm-hmm. And now you're the general manager. Yeah, let's not say all those titles. <laughs> always feel weird about it okay so the first time i feel like i remember you i feel like i was at gospel music channel and you were there i was there with tammy yeah so that would have been before that right no that was after okay i went to gospel music channel in 2004 so, okay. I mean, we we had been working. At I met you at Gospel RGN. Music Channel with oh, yeah. Tammy. Yes, and you said, "Oh yeah, I used to work for J ninety three. So that, I think it was just briefly. That could be because yeah. I don't think we had a lot of interaction. No, we didn't Mm-mm. before then. Even though we did yeah. a lot of things yeah. with RTN from Atlanta before RTN even owned the station, yeah. it was more usually because I think at that point you were still promotions. Yeah, it was programming and general managers mm-hmm. that we'd get together for. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember Tammy saying, yeah, Jerry used to work for Christian Radio, and we did. We had a brief interaction, and it was when Gospel Music Channel was at the the railroad station or what? I don't remember. The wagon wheel Yes, and you had an office kind of back in the corner, and we met for like literally 30 seconds. You guys were there doing a morning show with one of the artists. Yeah, Chris Tomlin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. So yes, and here we are. Now we're coworkers. Yep. And we're never on at the same time. No. And even when we do fundraisers and sharethons, we're, we're not on at the same time. Yep. So we're not ever sitting like this. So this is actually kind of nice. So tell me a little bit about just a little background. Mm-hmm. Um, how you came to faith? Okay. I, I, I know you're. You've been very open sharing about your story about how you grew yeah. up with a single mom uh-huh. and, and 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 that kind of stuff. But just. Mm-hmm. To get a little fuller picture of who you are. Yeah. I was 11, and it's so funny because I have it written in my very first Bible of when I gave my life to Christ. And it's crazy, Jerry, because I grew up in Alabama, so I grew up very Southern Baptist. And if I'm being completely honest, I, you know, I gave my life to Christ because I was scared. I mean— just being direct i was scared i was scared to go to hell i mean i heard the southern baptist preacher give the gospel message and i just remember having fear come over me and i was 11 years old and just grew up in a very legalistic environment 
But at the same time, I'm always very careful to not, um, I don't, I don't want to make that a bad thing because it's a lot of those, a lot of that legalism that I was brought up in that helped me hang on to my faith mm. white knuckled in other times of my life. So I did. I gave my life to Christ when I was 11. And growing up, I really did think it was just all about, you know, rules, regulations. We're supposed to do this. Don't do Don't do that. Yada, yada. I was always the good girl in high school and um, got out of college, moved out. And all that following the rules for all those years went completely <laughs> out the window. And I actually shared this in my podcast back at the end of May, mine and Pete, my husband and I, we just celebrated 30 years. And I, my, my wedding photo is my first family photo. So I was four months pregnant when Pete and I got married. And I can just remember driving away. I shared this. I can remember driving away from my wedding and just, I don't know, I was, I wanted to finish college. I was going to, you know, make something of myself. I was going to be a career person. And I think I just had all of this just regret that, you know, it wasn't going to go the way I felt like it should have gone. And so as far as my faith journey, um, you know, Pete and I got married, we had Haley, we had Abby, and we were just that family that, you know, we went to church on Sunday, we did what we were supposed to do, we were in Bible study. But I don't feel like my real relationship with Jesus started until Pete and I hit some marital problems um, back in 2000. So that's 20 years ago. And um I just, it was during that season that my relationship with God went from being transactional to relational. Mm. And it was, that was in 2000. And then 2004 is when I came to the Joy FM. And there's a whole other story. Like I could tell you the, the, the whole story just with my career because I was in country radio, lost my job there. Came to the Joy FM. Had no, I didn't even I didn't even know there was a such thing as listener supported radio. But I just found myself in Christian radio. So looking back now in the rearview mirror, I can see that God brought me to the Joy FM, honestly, to heal my heart. So I feel like that transition between 2000 and 2004, 2005 was um, the time that I really began a real relationship with my heavenly Father. And the book Scandalous Freedom, Steve Brown. Do you know Steve Brown? I love him. And he was the first time, or he was the first person that kind of talked about the different views of God, like how we view God and how we, however we view God really impacts how we, and how we view our heavenly, or our our, our earthly father is how we view our heavenly father. And so I think my dad was always absent. And then I felt like the way that I grew up, that God was just in the sky, ready to just zap us down. And it just, I had to relearn who God really was. And I had to get the grace part of God because I'd always focused on the law yeah. part of God. Does that make sense? No, totally. So it's just, it's been, it's been an evolving faith for me, but I, f- I feel like the relational, truly relationship with Jesus started, I mean, it's been the last, what, 16, 17 years. So before that, it was transactional. That was a really long answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, no, that's great. <laughs> but that's, that's my faith story, you know? Well, yeah. You can see that. If if you listen at all, yeah, to the morning cruise, mm-hmm. and, and and especially your podcast, but even mm-hmm. on the air when you mm-hmm. got two breaks that are only two or three minutes long, yeah, you are just so transparent mm. that you are who you are. A lot of people on the air aren't exactly who they are. On yeah, the air. but you, there's mm-hmm. one Carmen. Well, on air Carmen. Thank you. It's not. No matter what hat you're wearing, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get when you deal with Carmen. And I, thank you for saying that. And I think 
it's only because I know myself so well. And I think there's two kinds of pits in life, Jerry. I think there's the kind of pit that you just wake up and find yourself in. You know, your husband leaves you, you get a cancer diagnosis, you just wake up and you find yourself in the pit mm-hmm. by no doing of your own. And then there's the second kind of pit, <laughs> my kind of pit, where you run and dive headfirst into the pit. Digging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're in the pit, yes. And then you start digging. And then when Jesus pulls you out of the muck and the mire, puts your feet on solid ground and puts a new song in your mouth. But yet, and I love how Beth Moore says it. She says, you know, he'll pull you out of the pit, but he'll still leave you on the edge so you can still smell the smoke. Mm. And I think that's just where God has planted me because he did pull me out of the pit and he did put a new song in my mouth so much so that I'm even in radio, which I love, but I can still smell the smoke and I know where I've been and I know it's only by the grace of God that I'm sitting here. And when I think about that, I get to talk to all, especially women. I love, I mean, I just love being with women and encouraging women. And when I think about the fact that I'm covering three states and then all the people that listen online, and I know Carmen, yeah, and I know who the, you know, how God had to do such a work in my heart. I just remember it's only by His grace that I'm sitting here and I just want, I think if I had one elevator pitch, it would be God uses broken things. Mm-hmm. He uses broken things. You it's know? humbling, too. It, it is. I, I think, especially in listener-supported, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, any other mm-hmm, kind of ministry mm-hmm. that you're in, when you get to talk to people yeah. and they tell you their stories mm-hmm. of how God has used you mm-hmm. to impact their life, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. there is nothing more humbling than Mm-mm. that, to think that God has allowed me to be a yeah. part of somebody's story, yeah. knowing how undeserving <laughs> 100%. I am, how, yeah. how broken, mm-hmm. how profane I can be. Totally. And God still uses me yeah. to do that. Yeah. Holy yeah. Cow. The daughter of, the, oh, here's my story in a nutshell. The daughter of the town drunk who got pregnant at 19. Mm. I mean, that's my story, Jerry. And God has redeemed all. All of that. He's redeemed all of that, and he has restored all of that. And I know that's raw for a lot of people, but that's just the truth. And then for him to say there is now no condemnation and that he's made us white as snow, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it's only Jesus. Yeah. And I, and I think when you look at it that way and, and you're aware of who you are in mm-hmm. Christ, you realize right. that it's nothing that you've done. That's right. Nothing. Because what we deserve mm-hmm. is burning hell. That's right. That's You're what right. we deserve. Mm-hmm. Anything other than that is a gift from God. Well, amen. And so we just, and, and you can tell that that you mm-hmm. have that mm. concept fully grasped mm-hmm. because of the joy that comes from you when you're talking to people about mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still things that are going to sure. make you angry sure. and upset mm-hmm. because you see things that are as they shouldn't be. Yeah. But you know that Jesus has got the answer, and so That's you right. do what you can. You've been very heavily involved mm. with Natalie Grant yes. and, and Hum- Team Freedom. Uh, human trafficking, and, yeah. And the whole human trafficking mm-hmm. thing is a thing that I know is, is a real, an issue that's very close to your heart. So close. Yeah, and again, it's, you know, women, we just, you know, we all walk around in bondage. We walk in, and we, we all have chains, but they're unseen. And when you think about women who are in physical chains. I mean, yes, there are some physical chains when you get to other countries, but just just in bondage and they just don't know the freedom in Christ and they've just been so abused and their identities are so skewed and they think that all they are is a commodity and just, I feel like human human trafficking is the darkest of the dark, that you could take another human being and not just, you know, not just as a sex slave, but just in how we work people. And you take people and you 
dehumanize them. I just, I don't think there's anything worse that we could do to another human. And and again, Jesus is the only thing that will heal that situation. And, you know, we, we've, you talk about slavery. We have more slavery when it comes to human trafficking in the world today than we ever have in the history of the country or in the history of the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is near and dear to my heart. And it's not a pleasant thing. I mean, who wants to talk yeah. about human trafficking? And so it doesn't get talked about. And I can remember when Natalie and I were first friends years ago, she would go into churches and the pastors would politely say to her, yeah, let's not let's not hit on that. And I just feel like if it if it matters to the heart of God, it should matter to us. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Natalie's, her work has been incredible. And then when you hear the stories of the women who have been rescued, and then Team Freedom alone has built lighthouses. One of them's in Cambodia, but lighthouses where women go and they're reunited with their family and they're restored to their family. And one other thing about that, Ben Cooley, who is Natalie's partner in this with Hope for Justice, I asked him one time, I'm like, okay, because I do Team Freedom once a year. And by the time I'm done with Team Freedom, <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm exhausted. It's yeah. like, oh, the stories, I got to come up for air. And I asked Ben one time when he was here, I said, Ben, how do you keep the fire like hot? Because this is hard work. And he goes, Carmen, it's real simple. You see one girl reunified with her family and you you never forget it. Mm -hmm. You see one girl run back to her mom and her dad and you will lay down your life for this work. And I'm like, wow. So we're just a small part, but it's it's pretty cool. Good. Is there anything I didn't ask you about? You know, I, I mean, could, I, I grabbed you in the hall yeah. five minutes. I know, I love it though. Carmen, come be on my yeah, podcast. I love I gonna, it. I was going to talk with Bill. Yeah, Bill got called in to yeah. be in the studio. Oh, so I'm Plan B. <laughs> no, I'm well, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I, to, no, to be honest with you, I had no hope of getting you. Because oh, I know you're how busy so you sweet. No, week. you're sweet. No, this is great. This is great. I am. Um, I'm trying to think. Is I'm trying to think of something I can ask you. So, what's it like for you, Jerry? You've been around for a long time, and you just see how you. You know, radio is changing and media is changing and pod, like you're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah I know. Like what keeps you, what excites Jerry? I, yeah, I, I'm turning the I, tables I, around I on you. I think. What keeps, what keeps that spark going with you? I, I like to have, a, I like to try new things. Okay. Right? And, and, but I find if I'm uh-huh. honest with myself, that yeah. I will get involved and I'll dive in head first and I'll be real gung ho about yeah. it. And that will wane after a while. Jerry. Oh my gosh. Are you a seven on the Enneagram? I have no idea. I've never done it. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> same, 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 same. So I am. Like, when, I, when I first started riding a motorcycle, man, that was all I could talk about. Yeah. All I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, when I was coaching my son's little league team, that was uh, yeah. all I could think about. Yeah. You know? And then that, that season ended, and it was like, okay, what's the next thing? And so now I'm yeah. a beekeeper, and I'm <laughs> jazzed about that. I did not know that you were doing beekeeping. Yeah, yeah I have been for a couple of years. Okay. I did so, not know that. But, but I think the thing that keeps me going is just. A, that I'm able to find, mm-hmm. see God's hand yeah. in all of those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that what I do mainly for a living, yeah. although that's not my main thing, my main thing is my relationship with my family, sure. but to know that I'm that God has allowed me to be a part of yeah. his plan. And for a long time, Jerry. Yeah, and it's just so... Yeah. So yeah. And again, going back to what I said mm-hmm. a little while ago, just, I don't know why he chooses to use people like me yeah. to get the job done because it would be so much. Mm-hmm. I am so unworthy. Yeah. I just am so un- And I'm yeah. not a bad guy. Yeah. You know, I really We're just I'm unqualified. Really yeah. terrible. Yeah. But I understand. We're just unqualified. I'm so far yeah. from, from where Jesus mm-hmm. is and mm-hmm. from where he wants me mm-hmm. to be still. I know mm-hmm. how much further I got to go. Mm-hmm. And to think that he can even use me in that state mm-hmm. just humbles me. Mm. That's good. 
That's good. I love that. I told Chris Tomlin one time years ago, I think people... I think when God uses people, I think there's like a holy veil Mm. they put over that he puts over our eyes, their eyes. I said this to Tomlin in particular, and this is when he was just like every other song was like, you know, number one. And I think he does it to protect us because I feel like if we truly knew and this is could be said for all of us, everyone who's following Jesus, I think we have to be real careful not to have um not to be so down on ourselves and not to, we need to recognize that God can use anyone. And I think when we have that veil over our eyes, we're not looking in the mirror going, you can't do the, you know, we're yeah, not, yeah. we're not talking down to ourselves. On the flip side, he doesn't want us for one minute to get puffed up yes. and think it's anything that we're doing. So I think that could be said for you too. I think that yeah. there's just a veil over your eyes and you you see yourself in the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason yeah. he's and, still and using I'm, I'm you. I'm glad you brought the other part because I think that, you know, that verse about what does God Expect of you. What does he yeah, ask? What does yeah, he demand? Yeah. Walk humbly. Do justice. Yeah. Do justice. Love kindness. Yeah. And walk humbly with walk your humbly. God. And that means yeah. you know your place. That's right. In God mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. And that he loves you and he loves you unconditionally, mm-hmm. but he loves you because he's love, mm. not because you're lovable. Yeah. Wow. That's Although, good. because he loves you, suddenly mm-hmm. you have value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is good. We yeah, should do this more often. I, I hope so. Thank I you. I love it. I really Thanks for having me. Yes. No. This anytime. Is this is great. Thanks, Jerry. And you're, I'll put some links to uh, all the different things that you mentioned. Okay. Team Freedom and yeah. what was the other organization? Um, Hope for Justice. I can never remember that yeah. for some reason. Yep, yep, yep. I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes. Yeah. Thanks, Carmen. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Carmen Brown from the Joy FM, our special guest today. Thanks so much for listening to Life with Jerry Williams. In the show notes, I will have links to Carmen's podcast, also to uh, Hope for Justice and information on Team Freedom as well. And if your platform allows it, please do give us a uh, five-star rating, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That, That all helps other people find it as well. Again, next week, another exciting mystery episode of Life with Jerry Williams.